I'm sensitive, so if I ain't invited, I won't show up. We're going next week, and we're not going to talk to you. Right, Dre? Yep. Okay. Well. I used to be a hustler, a jack of all trades, a looking queen, a ace of spades, but that was a long, long, long time ago, I see now I see, ain't got no more witness, they running them streets, podcast yet another full house today it's going to be a great great show we want to thank everybody for being here already into the room uh we're going to get to the share breaks and a whole bunch of facts and of course your favorite black jeopardy uh later on into the show uh but today man we have the thriving goddesses in the building three naturopathic doctors that are going to be here to not tell us uh, about any treatments just yet but we have Yakira, yes. we have Ayla, and we have Celinda yes. in the building. Thank you guys so very much for being here. And somebody has a birthday. Oh, snap. Should we, uh, well, never mind. Somebody has a birthday, though. Somebody does have a birthday. It is Celinda's birthday today? No, it's, oh, it's Ayla's birthday. I'm sorry. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I remembered everybody's name. I couldn't remember everything. Right, right, right. Okay. I thank, you, I thank you for your grace. We've been on air for a year. A year. I'm, I don't want to get in trouble. Have we had a guest that had a birthday on here? Is she first the first? One? So you get... <laughs> you're on our... We just created a new thing called the Hall of, Hall of Fame. You've made the Hall of Fame. We got to create something because you're our first birthday. Thank you very much. Yes, absolutely. We and she spent her you. birthday with us. Yes. Like that, that's, that makes me emotional. Oh. Makes me emotional. I'm not gonna lie to you. She did say there's I nothing going know, on though. Your picture will be up here for a month. Yeah. <laughs> 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 until, until you get the next birthday. Oh man, 20 people already in the room, guys. You know how we do it. We got the one and only D Scott music in the building, and of course, your favorite, my main man, MC Landmine. Say anything, Mr. I got a damn mortgage. Shut your mouth. Dre is in the building. Fellas, 
Let's show the ladies how we do it. How was your week? It's been seven days. Dre. Yes, I'm going first today. Boom. You just go first. David, it's my turn. Thank you. (laughs) So it's been it's been good. You know, last time I thought I was gonna have some special news for you guys, but the day after we closed on the house. Hey! Thank you, thank you. Congratulations. I feel like when they tell you you got like, you know, you don't make your first mortgage payment until like, you know, a month and a half later. I'm like, cool, I get to save a little bit. But then it's more of like, I, I'm, yeah, David, it's my turn, man. Let me, let me. <laughs> but I mean, everybody wants something. I feel like there's like a, a, a bat signal that goes up. Because whenever we're at the house, somebody's knocking on the door trying to offer something. Oh, yeah, they know you, you in there. You get ADT, you got the other one, the competitor that came, you get solar panel people coming to the door and it's just like fresh meat yeah fresh meat fresh meat out there fresh meat whatever you do don't do that what's that damn um vacuum don't do it don't do kirby whatever you do don't let them get you kirby i know yeah you paid five thousand dollars for it you might as well drop it off it works i know but you gonna pay forty five hundred dollars it's my turn (laughs) y'all always cut me off thank you Uh, sorry where's your mic at (laughs) <laughs> See, I trapped it up. Yep, she got warned. She gonna Max gonna be on from now on. Um, but other, other than that, it's been good though. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I just, I just feel like everybody's in got their hand in my piggy bank now, and then mm. you know you got to get different. Uh, so there's no cocks out there. There's like Oracle or something like that. They got so everything's different, man. I feel like I gotta. Luckily, I'd have to pay too many down payments, but there's a couple of them that hit me for down payments, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, like I wasn't expecting that, but I was prepared. But it's just. Everybody got their hand out. Can I give you a suggestion, please? Just real quick suggestion yes. <laughs> about the piggy bank. You yeah. know how you keep people out the piggy out your piggy bank. You should probably get some of that um, that shiny stuff that Fresh has on his beard because it could slip right <laughs> off of the piggy bank. <laughs> some of that beard glistening that he has on might just keep people out your piggy bank. It's kind of hard to get in there when it's when it's slippery and shining. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Crease it up a little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try that. When you come on, oh. I'm gonna just let us know what you got on there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. He going, he going to the lips too. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Um. Okay. I'm done. Congratulations, though. Now staying. That's dope. Appreciate it. Super. Scott, how was your week, sir? Um, Valentine's Day was this weekend. Yeah, um, that's right. it was. It was. That's right. Hey, I forgot about that. Well, yeah, it's my turn. No, my right. turn. No, nope. you messed up. You in trouble. No, you did. You in trouble now. Trouble waters. Mm. Talked about the house. Didn't talk about the wife. Though. Trouble waters. Hey, watching too. The gunner's like, oh yeah. We got. We got. I mean, I got her the good things. You know, what I mean, I didn't get her too much for Valentine's Day. I mean, she'll tell you I didn't get her anything, but I got her a house. Right. A house. Right. We transferred one vehicle in and got her a new one. See? So, I mean, I had to ask her, you know, you want some flowers or something? She was like, yeah. And I'm just like, well, you got a house? <laughs> you got the vehicle? Or oh, y'all can take it back and get the flowers. Pick one. She picked, Thank she you picked two. For the flowers. So you didn't get the flowers is what you're saying? I got her flowers the okay. week before. Oh, okay. The okay. same flowers that were costing 27 bucks this time were like yeah. $10.99 last time. So yeah. I got them beforehand. So. <laughs> Good job, Valentine's brother. Three thousand times, and you know what? And, I, and I'll probably do something. You know, what? and I got a lunch today. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So you did, you did the day. You, you, you just had to make up. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so the fact that you, uh, he couldn't get away with saying Happy Valentine's Day, you right. in his damn house, right? 
That ain't no. I like that, Fred. Appreciate you, man. That's you know, mutually hey. beneficial. It's, yeah, and they both. Yeah. Nope, you got still. You oh, forgot yeah, right. Valentine. Yeah. You yeah. forgot to talk about right. it. Straight up, I'm hating today. Straight up. No, that's dope. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Keep talking for a second. Okay, Say something else. Something else? We're doing okay. checks right now. We're doing some checks. Because okay. okay. your mic's supposed to be low, and I'm trying to figure out which one is. Okay. Um, for me, it was Valentine's Day this weekend. We do a family Valentine's Day always. Um, and so we were chilling Absolutely. at the house. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to my wife and my children, because we all do it together. We chilled at the house, have breakfast around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Parents came over. My sister came over, and we oh, chilled. We invited to come over and have Ooh. breakfast and whatnot. Because y'all don't like to show up on time. And we Dang. spent all Saturday with you. Remember, sir? On time. You right. Oh, so let me tell you what you we right. did. Let me you tell right. you what he did. What happened? Right. So he calls me talking about, we're brother-in-laws. So he calls me talking about, yo, <laughs> Saturday we need your truck because we're moving. Cool. 12 o'clock. Text at 12. Hey, you show up at like 1 to 3. First of all, I'm like, you show up like a plumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you show up like 12, if you show up like 1 or 3, it's all good. So 12 30, we get in the car. I text him like around 11 and ask him, was 11 or, or noon too early? We could do 1, 2, or even 3. Okay. No response. Yeah, because like, he no already response. flaked, right? Yeah. Oh, 12 going to work or 3 or 7, maybe. Something like you're flaking already. <laughs> But what I didn't expect was, is when we got in the car, he's in the car. I'm like, oh, where are you going? They're on the way to the other side of town to come get furniture. And then they want us to meet over there to go do furniture. So we went furniture and spent the rest of the day with the fam. But it was all good, though. Got to see the house and stuff. So it was a good weekend. Nice. That's it. Nice. Nice. Oh, what you do? For, oh, yeah, you did say that already. Okay. <laughs> you don't you stay got, on your case. You got lucky. Okay. <laughs> Ladies, we can start with Selena. How was your week? So my week, starting from last Tuesday, was pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. I had about eight different midterms. Ooh. So Yikes. last week I had three that day. So it was it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. Students. Yes, that's that student life. Um, eight midterms? Hashtag med school life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But Sunday I had a nice relaxing um Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. So I slept in, chilled by the pool. Nice. And my current boyfriend planned a nice little dinner. For there we go. Uh oh, current. Current. I knew I These two Stay on the right side of the line, boyfriend. Like, current. current. He watching like temporary. Everybody, one. There's one, two, three, four, five. There's six people. Was like, it's okay, boyfriend. No, I really do love him. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you love him currently. That's all that matters. Today, I love you. Tomorrow, we'll see about tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, right, we're, we're down okay. Well, that's my week. <laughs> how, how, how is your current week going? My current week. <laughs> um, my week's been pretty great. Uh, we kind of had a really busy Monday. Um, like you guys mentioned, we're naturopathic students, so right now we are all currently um, rotating. So we work with patients. Mondays are pretty crazy for me. Working at a free clinic, I'll do a bunch of like blood draws and. All that exciting stuff, and then today, same thing. My Valentine's Day was great. My okay. Boyfriend, my, like, really chill day. So you said that my boyfriend. <laughs> 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 
Congratulations yeah, again. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, now we're here. So it's been a pretty good week so far. Yeah. Dope. Super dope. And Yakira. Okay, my week um been pretty chill. I I'm also doing rotations and um seeing a lot of clients. So yesterday I also had a double shift. So um I I don't know, had to do a lot of acupuncture last night actually cuz I have an acupuncture shift mm. that I do on Monday nights and on Fridays um doing like hormone therapy for people and um, helping them with peptides. Um, what? Peptides. Uh, we'll talk about oh, that. Okay. okay. You know, um, <laughs> a biochemical macromolecule. I'm sorry. It's like a protein, but smaller. Okay. There you okay. go. Okay. All right. So. Got the protein. You got the protein there. So how about the, uh, how about anything on Sunday? On Sunday, I didn't do anything. No, nothing yeah, on Sunday. She said, and on, and on the seventh day, I rested. <laughs> on the seventh day? That's what's up. <laughs> so there's no current boyfriend or. You know. What, 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 we talked about the. I'm just saying. Hey, go ahead. My bad. You... I have, you know. Friends. Something like okay. that. Okay. Okay. You know? We got a look here. He's trying to get there. His new right. nickname is on, on the spot Drake. Yeah. <laughs> on the spot. He's just he tried to do something to me like that last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh yes, okay, David. Go ahead. My week was great. Uh -huh. how was your Sunday? Yeah, let's get right to it. Monday. Did you keep money in your pocket on Sunday? You goddamn right. You did? You kept right. Listen, man. <laughs> <sighs> That all, all you can hope for is that somebody play the music. Oh my god! <laughs> play the music. He got his wait, lips glistening. Wait, 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 wait. Oh gosh! All right. Can, can, can people do anything without your I, remix? I okay, you. sorry. I got you. You hear it? All you can hope for is that somebody sends you a meme and says, "I don't really for Valentine's Day," and you'd be like, "Word." So my Sunday was great. So that's what you did. You got the meeting. Uh, actually, Sunday I was working the whole time. To be honest with okay. you, uh, so weekends are busy for me. I also do double shifts, um, making people drink. You know, also do so, double shifts. Yeah. Uh, so I probably send people. You know, y'all way. <laughs> oh, you're uh, the reason why they yeah, have liver cirrhosis. Right. Okay. Right, 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 right. Got it. So, fresh? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Sunday was pretty good. Um, I, I, like we talked about in our chat uh, earlier this week, I actually stopped being so hard headed and uh, actually incorporated some yoga stretches into my uh, whatever my daily. What you talking to the right stretch? crowd? You talking to the right crowd over here? I'm, I'm surprised. Yoga. I'm surprised. He's saying the right stuff. I'm just surprised. Yeah. He freaked up yoga. He's been yoga all the whole so, year, and all so, of a sudden I'm doing oh. yoga. <laughs> so, and Pilates. Look at this guy. Listen, listen. There, there's a reason behind it. Like oh. I, I'm actually doing it on his behalf oh. and my behalf. Okay. But we uh, we went up a mountain. Okay. And what had happened on that mountain? Oh, you talking about me? Oh, nothing for uh, no, yeah, like no. That uh -oh. <laughs> I don't do well on anything like that. So, so yeah. 
back was tight, mm. but I also have a tight lower back, right? Okay, yeah. And so, you know, this, this, this is my brother, this is my, my mentor podcast mate. I began to incorporate, yo, just, you know, for him. Let's stretch a you little know? bit. And I, I realized that it actually worked. So I, me being hard-headed all those years was kind of I mean, just yeah. in vain. So. Yeah. It's really good. So what really do you do to release your back, uh, Fresh? Uh, I wouldn't say <laughs> it's completely released. I, I, I would say that I probably need some professional assistance too. Also, it slows you down in the motion. Just so, like, if you're, <laughs> <laughs> it's tight. I'm just saying, man. I don't know, you know. You want to show us? If, you want to do a couple if, body rolls if, with the new lip elixir? If, on? You're, if you're about to put in Sunday work, <laughs> you better be doing, doing some, some yoga. yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because she she deserves flexibility, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And there you go. All right. Mm-hmm. Nice try. You're as young as your spine is flexible. So. See. Yeah. Can you say it one more time? You're as young as your spine is flexible. Well, I ain't got a spine. About. I think I I think I barbecued my spine back in the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I sautéed that shit. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, seeing as it, it is black hit, mm. what? We gotta do share break. But oh, I got ooh. Yep. It is Black History Month, uh, and we definitely want to make sure that uh, in in addition to our Black Jeopardy, we also spit some Black History facts, and Dre is going to come to you with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) I'm going before the share. Dre, where's your mic at? He's got got elixir on. Hey, he on one. I can't talk to man with a, a glistening, glistening, glistening beard. I'm trying to moderate, but apparently I got multiple people moderating with me. Uh, no, he's not a producer. So we have uh, John Langston. Getting real comfortable without that mic. <laughs> oh, gosh. We will next time, Wayne. John, John, please speak louder. John Langston, the great yes. uncle of Langston Hughes, was the first black man to become a lawyer. When he passed the bar in 1854. That's crazy. In 1855, he became one of the first African Americans ever elected into public office in America. In 1856, they killed him. No, I'm kidding. Let me see. <laughs> no, no, I see me laughing at that. I see me laughing. He later became the Dean of Law at Howard University and then president of Virginia State University, both HBCUs. Wow, that's awesome. Anybody know that? Did anybody know that? Anybody know that? Anybody know that? Man, I found a lot of stuff this this month. That, that, What'd you find out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, damn it, I should never did that. That we, I didn't know that we are responsible for uh, for creating the um, doorstop. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did we do? A bunch of stuff, but there was the doorstop that was like, um, 3D of uh, 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 3D movies. We created that. Oh, you know that? And um, alarm system. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, and some other stuff too. But, okay. um, a lot of history comes from our story. Us. Yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that are curated comes from us. But without having the education and without having the knowledge to get things patent, we lose it. Yep, yep, yep. And our history is not often told because we have not done the best job of collecting our own history. And I found that I was talking to my father about that the other day. Like he's his, him and his brother are left on that side of the family, and with them, everything else goes away because there wasn't photos. There's not mm-hmm. diaries. There's not that you know you hear folk stories and old tales, but when you know as your 
grandfathers and great grandfathers lead so do the story so it's kind of interesting do you all take a uh like added pressure or added responsibility to, to be able to carry those things or is there somebody else already in position Say it one more time, Fresh. Okay, so I was reading and then I was listening. I was reading too. <laughs> he talked about basically that when when the grandparents die, a lot of a lot of things die with them. And I do believe that in our organizations as well as in our families, in our current modern state, we don't necessarily we're not great at succession plans. So, do you guys in your family have succession plans for when your grandparents pass on to be able to preserve and pass on those memories? I'm always about breaking curses, and I feel like with mine, um, I think the struggle to survive was more potent than anything else. So I'm kind of building my own right now mm -hmm. to pass down, you know, but I'm st still taking the tools that my grandmother gave me um, to pass down to my offspring, you know, so... I'm going to develop my own just so I can start the cycle all over again from a different perspective. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, two points. Yes, and and one thing I think happens a lot is is are there a lot of things to be proud of? Um, I don't. Uh, for me and my family being bootleggers, a bunch of stuff they had to do to survive mm -hmm. aren't things that necessarily they are proud of, and they want to die with them because there are mm -hmm. things they just had to do to survive. Mm -hmm. So how do you be proud about, yeah, my dad had hoes and that, whatever. I'm not he saying my survived. father did. <laughs> not saying my father did, but when, when that's a part of your, right. your lineage, it's like you want to tuck that underneath or you had two two households, two wives or whatever. Yeah. You kind of then. So I think that happens a lot in, in some generations utilize, before. You, you utilize that power that you get and you turn it into something successful. Yeah, but how many times your uncle ain't really your uncle? You know I, mean? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that has happened in our in the course of our us being here that yeah. is, you know, you don't know. And it's like, you know what? You're never going to know. Flip side of that is, is I do have the conversations and I don't understand why. To me, the best time to talk about death is when it's not at your doorstep. So why can't we have the conversations when everybody's healthy? Because then it could be a, a healthy conversation. Like, so when you die, what do we plan? Let's have it now. Why wait until the end? And then now everybody assumed, well, uh, and then it becomes more of a headache and more of a problem. I think it should be something that should be done like other cultures do. Um, and I will be the first to say that I have Mormons in my family and their shit is written out. Like it's, let me show you when it happens, the year is going to happen and blah, blah. It's written out and there's all, all, all the children have to do is just step in the roles. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's like, it's, it's voodoo. You don't want to talk about it. And we, let's talk about it when we're young. You know what I mean? Um, why wait? Mm -hmm. Are you, are you going to be the keeper right. for your family? Are you doing that now? So I, with the older than me, I'm having the conversations, but again, so I'm, cause I'm older than y'all. I'm 10 years older than y'all. Are you really? Yes. So for me, I'm still, I'm still dealing with that old way a little bit where they don't know, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, no disrespect, but the 60 year olds and up and that are of Africa that are black, they're, they're still don't know a lot of stuff when it comes to, um, legalities and, and things they, they just don't know a lot. And unfortunately they don't necessarily want to have the conversations because then it just shows that they don't know a lot, right. but it's like, look, it don't matter what you don't know. Let's figure out what you do know and let's get you the information so we can make better decisions. I think their cause back then was different. True. Our cause now is different. So those are things we can input going forward. Mm. You know, like I said, we take their information with our information and then pass down what we have. If you can get the information though, like it's hard to have that conversation with somebody that's in their sixties about when they then they don't want to just say I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's a word that does not come out of the mouth very often. I know. I know. With my mom, at least, um, we've had our talks of what happens if that day comes or when that day comes. You know, so there's no miscommunication on what's going to happen. You know, you're the oldest, right? I am. Is your mom sixty yet? Yes. Well, she's fifty again. So yes, she's fifty. But she, okay, but she's. <laughs> She's, she's, I was like, she's watching, so yeah. There's a big difference between be 60 and 65. That 65 right. and them's, it's it's a little different, bro. Like, I, I'm, I'm noticing because I'm just watching people's families and all that. Mm-hmm. It's like, dang, we all have the same problem. Yeah. Don't nobody want to have the conversation and, and, and we'll go, like, don't worry about it. Like, I always try to shut it down when she brings it up. You know, I, I don't want to hear about them. I don't talk about that. But she just letting me know, like, you know, you just never know, you know, and sure. you want to find this information, here it is. You get this key, you go here, this is where this document's going to be. And then you do what you do with it. So, I mean, like things are in play. Got you. You know, and I'm listening, but I don't want to hear it, but I'm listening. And it's, uh, like I said, you just you just never know. And for me, I need to pass that down to, because like I said, I mean, I can be here today and not on the podcast tomorrow. Now, I will be honest. I, I, I don't want to sound disrespectful to anybody that's over the age of 65. Let me be clear. I'm from Oakland, California. From where? Oakland. What's the best side, though? <sighs> SoCal. SoCal. That's not even a side. That's not even a side. It don't matter. You just Thank you. San Francisco side. Thank you. The Bay. We got two, though. But I'm going to say Louisiana, Texas to Oakland. Mm -hmm. The ways we got here, for me, they should need to die with everybody. They let it die. So I'm not saying everybody over 65, because I I, I don't know everybody. But I know how we go here and all that. They like, look, you just don't need to know. So I just thought it was interesting. Uh, ladies, just to reset the room, primarily what we're talking about is memory, uh, traditions, not necessarily death. Um, <laughs> See how he took that? We're not talking about death. We're talking about succession plans. Right. Right. When people no, I, die. I, I Both of y'all was like, I don't, I mean, I mean, Dre was like, I'm starting my own. He was like, ladies, uh, <laughs> as far as, because <laughs> that's what you get for talking about my chapstick. Uh, <laughs> Do you guys have succession plans as far as um, holding on to memories or traditions or somebody that's going to take up that role? If so, who or is it going to be you? Um, I would say for me, I think it's going to be me. And, um, you know, they know me and they know I got a whole game plan in place. Mm, okay. So, um, <clears throat> unfortunately, like, I don't really... It's like in terms of like the lineage, like I don't really have that connection to my family like that mm-hmm. um, on my father's side and um, and similarly on my mother's side. So, you know, it's going to start with me. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I hold it down that I believe in. I used to work for Primerica at one point. Hey, that's what's so, up. I think I did, too. I, 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 <laughs> is that the yeah. red, red umbrella? No, uh, red umbrella? Red umbrella. Red umbrella. What is that? Oh, red um, umbrella. No. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it's so. It's been some years, so I don't. I, think it's I don't remember. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, you, you know, totally different. it's okay. all about like building generational wealth yeah. and mm-hmm. um, making sure you have life insurance and um, <clears throat> and then you know leaving behind a legacy, leaving behind a name, um, and and I believe the in that. deed and LLCs. You hear that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I plan on doing all that. I'm a business-minded woman, and so I'm, you know, I got a big plan. Ayla? Yeah, so for me, it's actually funny that you guys asked me this question, because I think about this constantly. Mm -hmm. My parents are both from Sudan, so I'm like a Mm Sudanese-American, and there's a lot of pressure, you know, as you can imagine, from my family, like, 
staying close to the culture and don't mm-hmm. change too much because we don't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I do feel that pressure a lot. But it is, you know, I have conversations, open conversations with my family, my dad most often, and we talk about, you know, what are we going to do if someone passes? Like, what are the steps to follow? And they were weird for me in the beginning. Like, I was the one that was like, you know what, Dad, I don't want to talk about this. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, you know, I think bringing that conversation up often, you know, makes it makes people more comfortable. Right. Yeah. So, like, I don't have that conversation with my granny just yet. Um, but that is something that I was considering. I'm like, you know, what if we start talking to her just a little bit more and to see, like, what her thoughts are, what her steps are. Um, but going back to keeping the, you know, lineage and the culture, I think, I, you know, I definitely want to pass this down to my kids and hopefully they pass it down to their kids. I think it's important for us to have that connection to the motherland, to be able to visit. Um, and, you know, like, for example, my grandma speaks the Nubian dialect and I didn't get to learn that. So I feel like with the same way with my parents, I feel like it kind of ended right there with them. You know, because now I can't teach my kids and I can't really connect with her in that way. So America has a funny way of making you decide. Right. Which way do you want to go? (laughs) And it's kind of, you know, it's interesting trying to come up with my own balance Mm -hmm. of both. But, man, it's difficult. But absolutely. um, Yeah, I think it's important to keep it going for sure. Nice. And currently we are with Selena. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. It's going to be the last time. You're never going to live it down. I'm done. It's over. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Who is in position? Currently, who's in position? No. Who's in position to be the memory keeper and the tradition holder? Is it you? And when it is you, what do you plan to do? Um, So first of all, before I answer that, um, I think this is also interesting. We're talking about this because my mom was actually just having this conversation talking about like when she dies and I was like immediately like, mom, why are you talking about this? Yeah, but like it is healthy, you know, to be able to have these conversations like with your parents and um, it's healthy, you know, but I think for me, I come from a background where um, I think marriage and just is not really a thing, you mm. know? And um, that's something that I think I want to make sure that I kind of want to break generational curses to, mm-hmm. like having marriage and having kids. That's just kind of like what I want to do. Um, and also I come from a background too where eating healthy is not the best either. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. nutrition I've been trying hard, is like man, but huge. It just... It's hard, especially oh, in the black man. community too because mm-hmm. we love to eat good and if mm-hmm. it doesn't taste good, it's no flavor right. and we're like, no. Listen, you, know? you can make healthy but food flavorful. Preach. Yes, that's what I was With salt. Say. With salt. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, so, add a little bit more right. on there. <laughs> so I think nutrition is something that I kind of want to implement like mm-hmm. and start, you know, mm-hmm. in my future and, you know, um, and you can have good food, and it could be healthy, you know. Um, I forgot the other question you asked. <laughs> <laughs> you you answered them, but I do want to say something. Yes. I People ask me all the time. I have four children and two grandchildren. Yeah. Okay. And people ask me all the time, what would I have done differently? Mm-hmm. And the, the one thing I would have done differently would have been created good habits normally. Yeah. Like where it was just normal to eat good food, healthy yeah. food. Yeah. Like, it just be, it was a thing. So eating soda and candy bars would have been foreign. Like, yeah, we absolutely. don't do that, right? Yeah, yeah. But that also goes 
into having children when you can afford to feed them that healthy food. Right. So survival, a lot of times, it's McDonald's because that's is. what we got. Because it's a dollar. Because it's a dollar type yeah. deal. And so I try to harp on, not harp on people, but tell them, hey, there's something about having children when you can afford to. And yeah. it's and it's bigger yeah. than, you know, it's it's being able to have time to create those those habits. Yeah, I like, I like, I'm going to piggyback on that because that's what I am practicing now. I'm trying to wing off the fast food. Um, All right. Yeah, trying to. He said, hold on. I'm going to try to make it to the crib without picking up. But with the little ones on their way, it's more. He has twins coming. He has twins coming. Oh, congratulations. So with them coming, you know what? I've been like on this 90-day fit dad thing or whatever, but it hasn't been going well. Okay. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Um, what has been the, what he has been the 90 day don't fit day? They, they, they ain't fitting in with my current <laughs> uh, being, being consistent, being consistent with you know Absolutely. exercising and you know with everything going on now and yes. yeah and eating. I mean, pretty much just eating. I mean, fitness. You, I mean, you have to become a master at time management. Right. I don't have that yeah. right now. And because you've been, you, yeah, because you never had Ask to. Ask her. She's great at it. You have to time be. Management? You yeah, have to be a master. Time management skills. <laughs> you I'm have to be. You have to be. You have to. You have to be. I'm always late. Yes, you I'm are. Always last but minute. Listen, you you just gotta tell yourself that it's just like baby steps. Like yeah. you even you know wanting to take this challenge for your you know your babies or that's just the first step. So you gotta just give yourself that pat on the back. Thank some you. days are great. Thank some you. days you know. See, I don't always okay. eat fast food. Sometimes I eat healthy. Right. right. I mean, it's I don't want to. It's all about but... balance. It's all about a balance. Dre has to get rid of a baby first. It, it's really, <laughs> and that's the Dre. The baby is him. He's the, he's the biggest baby in this family. He has to grow up and be. You know what I'm saying? No, because I think men do that a lot of times. So when you're an athlete and you've you know oh, you've yeah. been able to make it through your 30s single, oh, yeah, you, wanna, you, you, be, you no, you just become a big ass baby yeah. and you learn to cater to yourself. And so to flip the switch and now you got kids, a wife, and all that. The baby is dead. I'm used to going to the gym whenever I wanted to. Mm. Waking up whenever I wanted to. I'm going to say, I'm going to go run for this long. I'm going to go hike for this long. I'm going to do this for however long. But now it's different. I was like, uh, we got to go here. We got to do this. We got this appointment. We got that. We got this. Got to no, get I don't want you to stay home today. I'm no. just like, uh, <laughs> do I want to deal with the argument or do I want to stay home? Let me go ahead and just stay home. Got to take the L. Yeah, yeah. All the time. All the time. So with, with, with that, it's just like, and like I said, my biggest thing is the eating piece. Yeah. The, the working out part, I can do that all day in my sleep, but it's the yeah. it's the eating piece that, that takes control of me. Right. Um, the late night snacks, you know. Especially with her being pregnant still, it's kind of just like, you got all the goodies in here. So it's like, yeah, yeah, let me over here. I wouldn't survive. I would not survive. We really got to do it as a team. Like, it can't, it, like it, you can't Absolutely. be the only person in the house trying to eat healthy and everybody else still eating fried chicken. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 and macaroni and cheese. Okay. You're like, wait oh, a second. You got to do it as a family unit. Is she still cooking too? Yeah. Oh. But she's working on it. She's working. Like I, said, I mean, her cravings are different from. I mean, from mine. It's because of what she's going through. But what's the craziest craving she's had? If she, if she, if it's okay to say, um, she she hasn't had none of them wild stuff. I mean, she okay. likes she eats a bunch of ice. Mm. Uh, in the beginning, she was eating a bunch of random pickles, like hot pickles, uh, regular pickles, and hot pickles again. And yeah, um, yeah, she hasn't eaten like no off the wall stuff like mayonnaise. Has, and shrimp, has she that sent stuff. you on a? Uh, <laughs> Succession plan. Let's go back to this guy. Don't let him take us off because okay. okay. I'm, I'm real curious to hear about you. Yes. Oh, succession plans? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, shoot. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wasn't trying to be rude. Yeah. 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 Y
Uh, yeah. Um, so my mom and my sister have explained to me like, hey, it's you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm thankful and grateful that uh, that they bestowed that upon me and my younger brother um, to say, like, we feel like you would be the responsible ones just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing, so that part I'm not so worried about. The One thing that I am concerned with is keeping connection from me here in Phoenix to everybody in Chicago and then down to Mississippi and Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And tying those those that's the thing that i'm concerned about like i don't want to lose that it's already faint especially with me being here in arizona so uh the connection is primarily to uh my father's side in chicago but i would like to know more about you know before they made the great migration to chicago Mm -hmm. you know so that i think for a lot of us is a huge challenge to be able to keep all of those things in like one hard drive, if you will, you know, for us to be able to access and to understand where we came from, to not necessarily lose everything in modernization, you know? I'm glad you said that. Do you mind if I say something? Yeah, yeah, sure. It's weird. So I'm 45, right? About to be 46. And all these little things go off. Bing, bing, bing. And it's weird because I'm still connected to young things because my children and and, and creative, creatively and all that. Yeah. But it's funny because it's like, uh, I'm going to say the word wrong, pres- preservation? Preservation. Yeah. Yeah. preservation. Yeah. So, for instance, you have a lineage, you have a history, you have a story your family comes from. And it's very important, I'm just, just based on what you said, that some of that's preserved, right? Yeah. And so when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're in this world and you think about your family and all that, you start thinking about you know, your children and who they find as helpmates and, and all that. And you kind of want to throw in there a little bit like, hey, don't don't forget about this. And, you know, if you date somebody that's from somewhere way far away, like, are you going to live over there and then have kids there? And are you going to die there? And then now you start thinking about all these little things. Mm-hmm. And the future, the the future and 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 your lineage and all mm-hmm. that. And so it's and it's not a bad thing. It's not a even a. Because I think a lot of times people take that the wrong way as far as people being closed minded and or even racist sometimes. And it's not about racism versus preserving a culture Mm -hmm. and a a way of life that has been successful Mm -hmm. for your people outside of all the things that are going on in this world. And it's a, it's a, it's a hard, it's, it's very not frustrating, but it's a difficult line to toe because you just want to add the best to the next generations. You know what I mean? And it comes from both sides and all that, but you want to have close families. And so I tell my kids all the time, when you find your helpmate, you know, people used to say all the time, look at the mother you do, but don't look at the mother physically. Look at the mental health, Look at the health of the family Absolutely. we talked about. Look at those things because those things matter right. when you have children. You right. know what I mean? And it's 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 just crazy because those conversations don't happen very often. Right. No, so so to piggyback off of what you said earlier, you said you know it's it's imperative to have children at a time when you can afford to like give them the things that they need to provide them a healthy life. But it's also imperative to have children at a time when your mental health and your place and your stature and your life is in a position where you can handle that because we're still developing, we're still trying to figure out who we are and we're lost and then we're like having kids and 
we right. can't lead if we're lost ourselves. Right. You know? Very important. That's a very good point. I'm getting mentally healthy, guys. I'm getting mentally healthy. <laughs> <laughs> is is there a is there a uh, a blueprint? And if it's not, that's fine. But that you can think of as far as age, income, and maturity level for somebody to be able to begin to think about having kids so you can start off on a fresh slate doing it the right way as far as our community is concerned. We'll answer that when we come back from the share break. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the room, we want to make sure that we go ahead and share this to your timeline. Just click the button in the bottom left-hand corner of the comment section and share this to your timeline as well as any groups that you are a part of. We're going to do a share break in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, we are right back here on the Mentor Podcast with the Thriving Goddesses, Neutropathic Students, Yakira, Ayla, and Celinda. And before we went to break, we wanted to find out a particular foundation that would be good to build for having children based on finance, uh, maturity level, and what else it does? Let's just go with finance and maturity level. Um, what do we, uh, and we can also uh, maybe oh, physically healthy too. Um, so finance and maturity level, what do you guys do you think is the best place for somebody to be as far as starting a family? I think it's important. Like there's, I don't have like a number, like you don't have to have X amount of money to start a family. I think that's not realistic, but I think it's important to be able to handle money like to understand how to save money and to use it wisely. And I think, you know, from my own experience, like that just happens over time. You know, in the beginning, you're, you, if you're young, you're just spendy, spendy, and that was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you work too because you don't realize you're spending. Um, and, you know, I didn't grow up learning too much about like saving and how to properly save and how to go about my like monthly checks or anything like that. So I think it's important to be able to handle your money like however much you make you need to be able to save some and use and spend some wisely and i think maturity just comes with that too you know like i think once you're able to figure that part of your life out then you tend to make mature choices um or better decisions so i don't think there's a specific age because i know people that are as young as like you know my little sister for example she's super mature like well well ahead of me um, and she's 26, so versus someone who's like, you know, in their 30s who hasn't, you know, gained that much. And how, how old are you? And, oh, I just Dang, dude. I just turned 28. 28? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I asked him earlier. If I to be honest with you, when she said our little sister was 26, I was like, hey, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're, we're only two years apart. But even, you know, even before she was 26, like, she was very mature mm-hmm. and kind of, like, understood how to make the correct decisions at a really young age. 
Um, so I think it just depends, you know, it depends on the person. Um, but I think life experience is, is number one. Like, if you haven't been out there living, then yeah, no, you, yeah. you just can't really bring kids in the world just yet. Gotcha. Both of y'all coming in, no knowledge, just mm-hmm. exploring life. Together. Together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to, to make it more definitive, um, maybe um, what is it that you should be able to understand as a mature person to be able to then start having kids and what financial level do you think you should be at? Um, um, go okay. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. <So> now- <laughs> um, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay. I mean, I think personally I feel like so I I wavered back and forth about whether or not I wanted to have children or not a lot of that has to do with my own upbringing and um, and like the amount of responsibility that I was given at an early age um, because my father passed at a young age um, and then you know and I had to take care of my mother because she had mental illness Um, so that made me feel like you know that having children um, you need to make sure that there is um, a certain level of like security that's present, um, and that you and that you know who you are, right? So, catch a question real quick before uh-huh. you go further. Just for uh, to put it in order, was it um, was the mental illness uh, documented mental illness? Okay, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, um, I think it's important to know who you are. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I, what I see often, because we talk about marriage, she talks about how important marriage is for her. Um, and, <laughs> really? And, <laughs> and we talk you, about... Listen, I told you I was going. I told you I was Cur- Currently, <laughs> <laughs> marriage is really important to her. No, I'm um, but... Um, you know, but in order for people to get married and to stay together and have lasting marriages, um, you have to be able to know who you are as an individual mm-hmm, and be like very self-assured, very um, like in love, be able to love yourself. Right. Self-love is huge um, because how can you love someone else when you don't know how to love yourself? The problem is, I think that people get married. They don't know who they are. Um, they don't have a foundation. They don't have a solid family that they're even coming from to be able to offer anything to another individual, let alone to themselves. So they're not offering things to themselves. And then they're trying to like figure out how I can be half a person Mm -hmm. joining you, who's probably also half a person and then trying to figure out how to make a whole. Right. And it's not the like romance story that we were given where two half people can make a whole like mm-hmm. you need to be a whole individual by yourself. <laughs> so to me, the, the point of maturity is when you've gotten there and you you have gotten to be 100 percent by yourself, mm-hmm. um, because then you can also teach your children how to do that and lead by example. Um, so that that I think is the, the point um, of maturity um, speaking financially. I think it just depends on what your goals for your children are. Um, personally, you know. Um, How much bread do you need? So, <laughs> I mean, I think no about, such thing. about no such thing. There's no such thing. But about 15 years ago, I heard that a, one child costs about $180,000. Mm-hmm. Right? So there is, there is, there, there is a number. Right? Um, um, 
That's and, you know, but that's in over, 18 years. Uh, over 18 years. Okay. So it's so if 18, $180,000, you divide that by 18, that's $10,000 a year, basically, that you need but for a child. That. But that was like 10 or 15 years ago. So you add some inflation to that. I don't know what those numbers are today. Um, um, so, so there's, I'm just throwing out a number, but, um, but personally I'm like, you know, what is it that you're trying to give your child? Right. Mm. And, and then it's also about having knowledge because there are tax things that you could be doing. You could be giving to your children and then receiving tax breaks and, um, being able to like pay them in a fund and you know not having to pay taxes on it. Shit, working from home, being the teacher and everything. I need to get right. that back in taxes. Right. My internet yeah. went up. Get that back yeah. in taxes. You know, so I think it's about being educated financially, um, like like Ayla was saying, um, being disciplined in how you spend your money and understanding how to do that. But like I know that I want my children to travel the world and to experience different things. I I really don't want to raise my child in a traditional educational system. That's my personal choice. Um, I believe that, you know, it doesn't make sense um, to have other people teaching my children something that I think is relatively useless. Um, and, um, and so I think, you know, who better to teach them than me? Because, you know, I have at this point mastered every level of education. Um, say it again. Say it. Right. Right. Go ahead. Right. Say it. Right. Say it again. I have personally mastered every level of education. I feel confident that I can teach them, you know, all the things that they are learning in school. But I also feel confident that I can teach them more and things that are more applicable and um, actually relevant in the day and age that we live in. So, you know, I'm like wanting to raise my child in an early age to like meditate, to know thyself um, and to like be comfortable with their own emotions and getting themselves like um, in tune with themselves. And then from there, developing them in educational aspects as well, because I think that education has deterred us from basically um, like getting to know ourselves. Like, Instead of marrying when we're in our 20s, now we marry in our 30s and, you know, we're pushing the line further mm -hmm. and further back. Why? Because we don't know who we are. And I think school deters us from doing that. So anyway, that's my spiel. Real quick, Drake, they, they got any comments going in there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got to go down. They, uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, Chris Scott said you should invest, invest, invest. Yes. Invest in uh, Microsoft technology blockchain technology and transportation industry um elvin uh the generation before us didn't have the ed education or, or education of knowing how to have a bank account right um drea <laughs> <laughs> definitely wants kids to be world schooled and start a non and start nonprofits. all right awesome. And, and businesses before they're out of high school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Me too. All right, Celinda. So yeah. Um, so the question <clears throat> was, what is the point of maturity, right? Yeah. That we're reaching. So I think for me, it's when you finally realize that you can be, you can give and be selfless. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Because I think once you have a family, like it's not about you anymore. It's about your husband. It's about your kids, you know. And so I agree with what they've all said, too. But I think 
once you're you're able to become selfless when you've reached that level of spirituality whatever that is whatever that means to you um emotionally you've reached that level um physically mentally you've gotten to the level where you are now whole like essentially what you were saying and you are your whole self and now you can start being able to give i like that i like that because i'm struggling with that now i'm not struggling with it but i'm i'm, I'm at that no, I'm glad you said that because oh. what what they're really saying to me is when you've raised your inner child, right? Yeah. Yes. So yes. we don't spend time raising no, our own don't. child in right. us, but what we do is we carve out a life based on the immaturity of, of that, that child. child. Yes, wow. yeah. and yeah. that is not going to work. Right. So you have to raise your inner child. So maturity is is when you when you're grown, yeah. and and that's inward. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But our culture, if I want to talk about the black culture, we always look, we want to escape our reality. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to go inside because Facts. that's where all the damage is. Right. So let me add something and something and something um, to it. Cool. 20 years later, you're going to have to still go back to that inner right. child Absolutely. and start raising that inner child. I so think for me, that's where when I, I was married before and I wasn't ready. Uh -huh. I used to have to know myself. Right. So I took years off before, you know, I'm in my marriage now. But I still have partial of, like you said, the inner child. Right. But he's buried deep. Mm -hmm. he's, he's done. Like he's not, well, he's not done, but he's like, I mean, yeah, he's well, done. Yeah, he's done. But it's, he comes around every now and again because those, that's how I that's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. You know, he he survived. He was a survivor, mm -hmm. and so learning to trust and yep. submit to another was not in his playbook. Mm -hmm. So learning to mesh both playbooks together is what I'm now growing into. Right. You know, and I think a lot of men might get afraid of that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and it's just. It's it's crazy that you guys brought that up, David. That you brought that that inner that inner child up. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a beautiful thing when you start to look in the mirror and realize where you've come from and what things you have to let go to move forward. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a good feeling when you find it. Yeah, you I, know. I think back to the mental health. We got to stop trying to make our discombobulated situation make sense. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to make something else and mm -hmm. what you can make sense is take that information take that that experience and say i want something different or right. the same depending on how how you had it um you have to trust you have to hurt those things are going to come mm -hmm. yeah. um but you're going to learn you in those things but right. you can't run from them right. um nothing's perfect um but it's growth right that's and, what i was going to touch on you know i got adhd so i started talking in my mind <laughs> That, that inner child yeah. was like, doo 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 doo. Oh, colors. That's what I was going to touch on. I was running from a lot of stuff. Yeah. I was hiding. Like you said, I was implementing things that I thought that I needed to put in there. Right. And I didn't need it. Yeah. You know, so now I'm going, to, now I'm at the part where I'm pushing those things out. I don't need that. Right. I don't need this. I don't need yeah. that. I'm good right here. Yeah. Right. Um, I know who I am now. There yeah. you go. So that's, that's the thing is that, like, I think that in not having an identity, I, like, our inner child, we're just, that inner child is figuring stuff out. Right. Like, we don't know, right? Mm -hmm. But then you, like, look at society and you're like, oh, I think this is the identity, right? right? And mm -hmm. so you embody that thinking that this is what I'm supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. But that, that may not be it, right? And so I think about that, especially in like fatherless homes, right? And you have men or children, boys growing up in fatherless homes. What is a man, 
right? But they don't know. They haven't seen it. Right. But there's an idea of what right. a man is and what it looks like. And then you think, okay, let me embody that. Yeah. Let me let me try to be tough out here. Let me, you know, all these different things. And then ultimately, like, it's a facade, one. Two, like, oh, men can't cry. You know what I mean? Oh, men can't have feelings right and so all these different facades that associate with the identity of a man or what you think a man is and really that's not it you know so Mm -hmm. um coming into your own understanding like that tending to your inner child loving your inner child being tender and nurturing that inner child is okay and once you're okay doing it for yourself then you're going to be able to provide that for your for your wife and for your children Dre made a good point on here, too. I know we spoke about this before, but our culture was also taught for our generation that at 18 that we're grown. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, we are nowhere near. Not close. We may think we know. <laughs> this is what we know. This is what the world is right here. We have no clue about all this. Mm-hmm. So Culturally, we think we have to do, we think we have to be the creator and originator of our thoughts. It's the worst thing mm-hmm. that destroys us as black people, in my personal opinion. Um, nepotism, we don't even want it. We don't even want it. We look at that as a weakness where other cultures take full advantage like they should. Mm-hmm. If you call yourself a king, that means there's a throne in which you're supposed to inherit. Right. Not go create your own king, not right. fight against your dad and break his kingdom down to grab your own. You're supposed to inherit the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't think like that. And I'm literally... Slavery's done such a thing on us, and I'm just gonna keep it real. Yeah. I, 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 but you know, and and there's some of that. I mean, and, and it's it's not just black people. There's that macho man thing, mm-hmm. where, and even macho woman thing, where if Facts. it's not my idea, I don't want it. Cause, right. and it's like I don't know where that comes from, yeah. but we have that a lot, and it totally, it totally tears us apart. It stops us from from moving forward, forward. faster. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't know what the remedy for that is. But it's like, but I find out though, it's funny because I have three, four boys. The one that's most like like me is the one that bucks everything. The other ones are like, I ain't got time to figure this out. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to do it? But the, the leader, and he's going to be a great leader and he's going to have a great story, scares the death out of me because the story in my mind is going to be more tragic than I, you ever want your children to go through. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying he's a tragic life, no, no, but he's no, no, yeah. he's the tough one that's going to probably put himself in positions to where others might not survive it. But that's a part of his legend, right? Um, and it's and, and I won't be able to, to protect him through it. As a father, you want to, but like he's going to be a great man because of it. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? But and I and I pray that you know he's able to get to the other end and, and tell that story and save a lot of people from, from some of those hails mentally and emotionally that you go through as a person. Definitely. Health. So anyway, let me stop. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I'm no, sorry. I think it's great. Like having these conversations and being more open. Cause you know, in the black community, like we don't talk about mental health period. at all. If you're dealing with your own mental health, like it, you know, I've seen it with, you know, kind of like Me? being able to, no, not even you, like, you know, with, with our friends. All, yeah. It's, it's a minute. We'll be going through it, girl. <laughs> Y'all, we'll be going through it. And it, it took us a minute to even open up to each other. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, are, yeah. You know, we, we always have this attitude where it's like, it's fine, I could do it. Mm-hmm. You know, We're okay. I could, I could fight through it. I don't need to ask for help. Never. And, you know, even in school, like, we've lost a lot of, uh, like black classmates oh, because yeah. of things like this because gotcha. we don't ask for help because we don't 
we don't reach out to each other and we don't have these conversations True. when we're feeling down. We don't talk about mental health. We're nope. embarrassed about it. Um, so I think having more open conversations like this where I can tell you all about my inner child and all of her insecurities so that you can feel comfortable talking about yours too. Right. That's dope. Dope, dope. Well, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we are here with the thriving goddesses, Yakira, Ayla, and Celinda, and they're all naturopathic students. Uh, we absolutely want to know more about them. So we're going to hand the floor over to D. Scott Music so he can ask them some questions, get all inside of uh, yes. their lives and uh, what they go through. Day yes, day. you're on the hot Those seat. Shifts. But it's going to be a quick hot seat, though, because okay. okay. we've, we've been yip-yapping and we don't get to Jeopardy and everybody get mad at us and, and all that. So we'll make a quick hot seat. But three things. Okay, we'll just do three things. Um, the first being, how did you guys find each other, and then how did the um, name come about, and that whole thing? Okay. Um, so you must start. Yeah. All right. So, so we we all started school at the same time. Same so school. So we were in the what, same school, school? At Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine, okay. um, and so that's in Tempe, Arizona, and we started in 2017 in the fall in October, okay. and. Um, we were in the same class. So, you know how it is. We were like, black people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. I'm here. I'm here for you. And that was it. That was it. That was pretty much it. It was like, I see you. And I, like, we always talk about how, like, I saw her and I was like, she's going to be my friend. And our homegirl, Coco, Courtney, who's Coco, not here shout today. Out to you. We love you. <laughs> like, I. I saw her on Facebook before I moved to Arizona and was like, she's going to be my friend. Where are you from? Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then, like, I don't know. I just met them and I was like, I just know where, I knew we were going to be friends. So, I mean, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. It was literally the same thing. It was our first day. And I, you know how they have you do that, like, go ahead and introduce yourself yeah, yeah. and tell them something fun about yourself. And I hate those questions. Yeah, I hate yeah. those icebreakers. <laughs> But I said something like, you know, my name is Ayla and I love to go dancing and that's it. Yoga. And Celinda came up to me and she was like, hey, you know, like, I love to dance too. So already we were kind of talking. <laughs> and then Yakira just approached me and, you know, she was like, what's your number? So we already kind of clicked yeah. there. And then Coco, who we miss, she's not here right now. She, she was like, how you doing, queen? Like yes. that's that's how she approached me on the first ever meetup. So I was like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm sure. yeah. I was like, how you doing, Queen? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Instantly we were besties. Yeah. And I think the name Thriving Goddesses, it kind of just like naturally came like, you know, as we were progressing through this program and it was really getting rigorous and kinda of like beating us down where we were feeling is my mic okay? Okay. <laughs> we were feeling like, you know, like we have to push through this somehow and as we were working through our mental health trying to eat right trying to be that example um for our community and for our families we were like man we're just out here thriving right mm. and yeah. then we just pin that goddesses too and we were like oh yes. thriving, thriving goddesses yeah i like that <laughs> how old were you guys when you guys decided that you know med school was something you guys wanted to do Ooh, that's for me person. Yeah, yeah, for me, it started when I was four years old. And okay. they kind of already know this story, but <laughs> my pediatrician was a black woman. And she, yeah, and Crazy. she was amazing. She inspired me, and she actually gave me a little doctor bag. And that was like my favorite toy. Mm. Shout so, out to you, Dr. Apollo. That, that here in Arizona. 
No, this okay. is in California. Okay. Okay. SoCal, girls. SoCal, come on, David, you heard it. <laughs> I, I guess Rancho I didn't want to. There okay. it is. <laughs> what movie was there, David? <laughs> I don't know. Let it tell the story. I don't know. Yeah. Friday. Friday. Oh. There it is. Oh. Yeah. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um. Dr. Bag. Dr. Bag. All right, all right. <laughs> and um, yeah, so four years old, had a black pediatrician. She was awesome. I knew then I wanted to, you know, become a doctor, <laughs> and she inspired me. And I want to work with kids. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a little bit more added on, you know, as I got older, um, being in college and, like, trying to... I wanted like nutrition, I had fitness, dance, like all these different things that I wanted to do and I didn't know how I wanted to put it together and naturopathic medicine was the perfect, you know, combination, um, combination of everything. Nice. So, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, for me, it's kind of the same thing where I, I you know, I loved medicine at a, or science at a young age. I loved doing the science fairs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad is actually a doctor, so I kind of got, I saw him kind of work through that and establish himself. Um, and kind of just bonded with him through that. But the difference between like him and I is I decided to go naturopathically, and that's because I saw the benefits of literally little things like looking at people's diets, making sure they're moving, making sure they're sleeping, and getting people off of medication, you mm-hmm. know? And I was like, okay, I gotta be right here. <laughs> so that's how that came about. Okay, so now, is there money in it in regards to the profession based on the other types of doctoring? I'm not gonna say it right at all. Compared, compared to the MDs? Yeah, like are you? Are, yes, are you? Are you guys? You guys gonna be up there? Like with their, or or is yours still like the? Or do people shun at yours? So I think starting up, people kind of are a little bit shyer. The thing with naturopathic medicine, though, is that you know insurance isn't backing us up the way they back up the other mm. forms of medicine. Yeah. So a lot of the things that providers have are basically like cash pay. Mm -hmm. So that puts us in a little sticky situation because it's like, okay, then you got to see people who are willing to pay you money, Mm -hmm. cash. Which are the ones that are willing to, ones that are about to die and nothing else work. Right. And that's that's that part. And that's that's that part because it's like, you know, this is all I've got now. Right. Um, Mm. And so that's that's where it becomes a little bit tricky. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, you know, you have some that are super successful, you know, not even seeing patients, like literally writing books and doing podcasts and things like that. And then others who might be struggling still because we do have we are in a different position where you have to market yourself a little bit better. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to kind of gear your practice towards the people you want to see because people are going to be paying straight up cash. You know, like their insurance is not going to cover all this. Mm -hmm. What you got? Is is there, there, (laughs) in your industry, is there a cultural divide a little bit? And or do you see more African-American or different cultures going that way versus uh, general forms of medicine? Is that a trend? Is it not? Does that make sense? That, no, is yeah, that, okay. yeah, no, that's something we talk about all the time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. There's for sure a divide, as you you know, as we mentioned earlier. Like even living in certain spaces mm-hmm. where you don't have access to natural things. Like I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, where like our grocery store was the corner store. So mm-hmm. it's like whatever they had that's... is what everybody ate. Mm. Um, so with that being said, you know, like we do see, we don't see that many African Americans right now. Like I know I don't. The only times I do see them is if I'm working with a black doctor. So and everybody going to the black doctor. 
And you I understand. Right. You and know, I, I don't care. I'm still going to eat, And that's one of the main reasons why we wanted to, you know, start up our, you know, like make sure people see us as students yeah. so they can understand, like, you know, we want to serve the black community. For sure. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, just to add to that, it, you know, because we're cash pay, like you have to have a certain amount of money to be able to be seen by a naturopathic doctor. So because of that, there is a divide. Um, and normally it's like people who have money that are able to see us. And not just the people who are on, like they've exhausted all their other resources, but people who are care about preventative health. Yes. So those people that have the money to be like, hey, you know, I'm getting older can you stop me from aging? Like those people, like they, they're coming to us too. So and I apologize. We didn't, we didn't ask you why you got into medicine. No. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, so my, my story is just different than theirs. Um, <laughs> like I never wanted to be a doctor ever. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that was not in my game plan. Um, uh, mostly just cause like I, I got to see, I, my dad w- went into the hospital really early. Like, I was like six, seven years old. And um, I didn't like how they treated him. Yeah. And I didn't, they made me hate doctors. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I hate you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> for me, excuse me, I ended up wanting to, like, work with animals. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was going to be a veterinarian marine biologist, something like that. I mean, I was in the sciences and stuff, but I just thought, you know, like I was also a military brat. So I was traveling a lot, didn't have a lot of like human connections um, like that. And so everywhere I was always close to animals. So I'm an animal lover at heart. And I thought I was going to be taking care of animals. Um, Worked in animal hospital for five years, trying to get that experience. And um, did that, um, st- even went to Tuskegee for half a second, nice. um, studied animal science. And then, um, because of the process of like how long it took me to graduate, like I was an undergrad for eight years, um, <clears throat> because, um, uh, my mom was sick and like in and out of hospitals. And so I was like constantly dropping out, dropping out, like, okay, I gotta go home, take care of my mom. And it took me eight years to finish. And you finished, though. Oh, you yes. finished, though. Yeah. You so, kidding me? Yeah. So um, in that process, though, while I was working in the animal hospital, I was kind of like, oh, well, that's a vaccine. How you make that? Oh, well, that's a test, you know, to test for a disease or a virus. How they make that? And then eventually I was kind of like, all right, um, how can I, like, be on the other end of like creating medicines Mm. or you know testing for diseases how can i be that person so then i ended up doing getting into research i became a researcher i was studying chemistry and um ended up (laughs) sorry bless you um um doing uh biochemistry biophysical chemistry and then i um ended up going to graduate school and I was in a PhD program um, trying to study how to, like, cure diseases and different things like that. But then I realized while I was in there that I don't want to give people drugs. I don't like taking drugs. Right. Like, I've had all these different, like, 
issues like migraines and different things and they're like oh just take this drug for the rest of your life you'll be fine like no way i'm taking no drugs for the rest of my life um and i know a lot of you know people in the black community feel the same way i don't want to be a pill pusher so i refuse to do that and um ultimately i like dropped out of the phd program mastered out got my master's degree um, and was chilling for two years working at a grocery store. Like, what am I going get to out of here! <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Like, I've dedicated my life to science, but I don't know how. And then um, <clears throat> I ended up being part of a Hebrew Israelite camp, and they Say were. Again. Hebrew is your like camp. Okay. okay. Why they, you? <laughs> no, I wanted to hear it. I mean, I, hey, man. She, she glossed over like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? Yeah. I'm all for it. I mean, I'm on the way. Yeah. No, I'm on the Okay. And um, they introduced me to Dr. Sabi. Okay. Mm. So I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. Mm. So I started, like, you know, learning about Dr. Sabi, seeing what he was talking about, and I was like, yo, that's what I'm trying to do. Like, hey. you talking about GPR AIDS? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I'm trying yeah. to do. You know, because in my mind, when I went to graduate school and I was thinking about like creating medicine for people, I was like in my head envisioning going to the rainforest, finding this plant that's going to like, oh, this is going to cure everything. Right. And so (laughs) that's what I was envisioning. And I got there and was like, that ain't this. Like, (laughs) I got a question for all three of you guys. Shoot. Vaccine. Or no vaccine. If you're allowed to answer. Uh-oh. If you're allowed to answer. Listen. <laughs> yeah, they turn right to her. Because we haven't really even had I'm pretty proactive with this, that's why. But I am definitely pro-vaccine. I am vaccinated myself. It is a safe vaccine, y'all. And it's... Damn, y'all should have went last week and got mine. Oh, You can still get it. Did you did you schedule it and not go? Well, no, no, no. It's, it's through, it's through <laughs> my jobs. My job has a okay, clinic at the okay. at the bottom. Whatever, yeah. But yeah, they're just it, offering it. It is a safe vaccine. So if you have a glycoprotein um, allergy, then you know for you, then I you know you can be cautious. And there are different measures that they are taking. But the research, because it's still new, everyone's freaking out now. The mRNA vaccine has been researched and looked at for a really long time. Like, yes, this is the first time that they're actually using it, but it's been researched for a long time. Okay. And the difference between using an mRNA vaccine versus all the different or all the prior the vaccines, yeah, mm-hmm. is it there isn't an actual piece of the virus that's present. That's yeah. present. It's literally a. A code, basically. It's like a little code that they're putting in your system. Code, huh? Hmm. It's a code. Code in your system. Can, huh? they, can they scam me after that? And they can't scam you. Okay. Listen, listen. Yeah. MRNA. Currently. <laughs> currently. Currently. The case. Oh, my God. Currently. is just a way for your body to create it's like just a little a code for it to just create something and then it disappears it doesn't go into your gene pool it doesn't mess with dna no, it it's literally not even there for you know a long time <sighs> your body destroys mrna <laughs> i said nothing i said nothing your body destroys mrna you know we make mrna all the time so yeah. our we are always reading these codes our proteins okay. are always reading codes in order to make things so what does mrna vaccine mean so M- so you have dna um, mm-hmm. which everyone is familiar with 
But DNA is the blueprint to your entire body. Mm-hmm. And your DNA creates um, R- R- mRNA, mm-hmm. um, which basically is a messenger RNA, right? And so the only difference between RNA and DNA is whether there's a sugar on it or not. So um, DNA or an, an oxygen on the sugar, an oxygen on the sugar, but or not. But um, the mRNA basically is what is what the DNA uses to make proteins. Okay. So we talked about proteins earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what the vaccine is doing, they, in, they basically inject the mRNA. It tells your body to make the antigen or the piece of the virus, the spike protein, oh. the spike protein so that your body can create antibodies to um, protect yourself against it, right? So can I still catch it? So after here's the, the thing. Shot? Here's the thing. So the spike protein is literally on top of the of the virus, the mm-hmm. SARS, the COVID two coronavirus, so that it, when your immune system creates that memory, if you do catch it, it right, it, can, it, it knows what it it already has these immune cells that are already ready okay. to fight it off. So the way that you know the way that we've been able to live with viruses and mm-hmm. diseases because they're not going to go away. They're right. also part of this world. Um, is through this immune system is creating these memory cells in order for us to fight off the disease. So basically, the vaccine is just going to give you that memory. Okay. So that if you do get COVID, and that's what the research is showing, like even people who have been vaccinated who have come in contact with the virus haven't had severe symptoms versus those who haven't been vaccinated have to give their body that time to create that immune response. And sometimes it's too late, you know, and you don't have that memory. Uh, Brandon, uh, in the comment section, one of our top fans says, uh, vaccine, if you have issues already, and you guys can let me know what you think about this. Vaccine, if you have issues already, if you have a good immune system, you should be fine without it. I work in a pharmacy and most people that took it need it because of already weakened immune systems or underlying conditions. But understand that basically you will put a piece of the virus in your system. You're not putting the piece of the virus? No. Right, that's not yeah. accurate. Yeah, yeah. So you're not. Putting, yeah, Brandon. Um, <laughs> you fucked up, Brandon. <laughs> you're putting. Currently so we're not up. saying all that, Brandon. Hey. But you're not putting. You're currently like, fucked up. Oh I'm, my god. What you, what you are doing is allowing your body to, to create, create a piece of the vaccine, right. the recognize, virus. To rec- okay. Yeah, to recognize the virus, you know. So that's what you are doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard. But, sugar on something. I was like, man, I probably got a lot of MRAs in me. Oh, you, do. These, you do. I know I do. I got hips and everything. I'm like, I got all kinds. I need to get this. Oh, I need to funny. shake this. <laughs> For some of our younger listeners, how many times did you guys have to take the MCAT? I only took the MCAT once. Oh, but shit. I didn't take it. It, it took a lot of studying. Um, and, and there's a lot of, like, first of all, for the young listeners, let me tell y'all this. The MCAT is going to prep you for medical school. Yes. I know it yes. sucks, and, you know, you got to sit there and you study. And please reach out to any resources that you have. You know, talk to your guidance counselors, because there's a lot of free resources for MCAT prep. Yeah. Um, and they don't really tell you these things, so make sure you reach out to your counselors. But the test will prep you for medical school. So you don't want to skip that discipline and like sitting down and being able to like work through it. You don't have to be perfect because you're going to go through all that stuff again Uh and again. 
and, and again, again. Yep. but <laughs> it will prep you so at least you have some kind of introduction mm -hmm. to everything that you're about to learn. Um, with naturopathic uh, school, you don't have to take the MCAT, MCAT at all. Yeah, it's recommended. I highly recommend it if Absolutely. you are going that way, but you don't have to take it versus allopathic schools. You do have to take it to apply. Um, not taking it and then jumping into medicine the way that they have you is really, really tough. A lot of our classmates struggled Struggle. a lot um, because they didn't have that introduction. So I didn't take the MCAT. It, did you? I didn't, but I did prep for it. Oh, I yeah. didn't. Yeah, and that helped a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So just study, just just start to form those habits because you, you build on that habit, you know, as you progress through medical school For sure. and then residency and then, yeah. yeah. I know um, I'll be getting Texas or whatnot, and we have a lot of, uh, like I said, <laughs> inspiring uh, students. Um, cool. I know we normally do this at the end, but I want to do it, do it twice. How, how can they reach out if they wanted to have questions for you you know, how can I reach out to you guys? Um, yeah, so we can be reached at Thriving Goddesses on Instagram. Um, that's hey, don't That's how I found them. That's how I reached out. Yeah, hey, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, DM us. You know, um, we're constantly looking at our um, DMs and responding to everyone who, you know, reaches out to us. You can also reach us at our individual pages. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we tag ourselves all the time on Thriving Goddesses, so you can find us and ask us individually if you want to um but yeah we're here we love mentoring we love yes. like giving advice mm -hmm. i have people reaching out to me all the time like hey mm -hmm. i want to come to scnm mm -hmm. and i've had sit downs with people i let people stay at my house while they interview like you know mm -hmm. so we are supporting all future black physicians Facts. pharmacists scientists mathematicians any of that can, <laughs> engineering can we, and mathematics can we end with one like almost like a one sentence answer from each one of you guys. We'll go to Jeopardy. What is the one thing that you, the most important thing to say to a black man in regards to his health? What would that thing be? Okay. One sentence. One sentence. <laughs> I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, Boy, you better call me. <laughs> I really want, you know, black men, black people to understand, like, you can see the doctor before you're sick. Right. Like, mm -hmm. Preventative medicine, a lot of things, I know this is more than one sentence now, um, but for example, like diabetes can be caught early. Yes. Hypertension can be caught early. A lot of the metabolic diseases that they so-called, you know, are genetically in um, black communities or African or African-American right. communities, a lot of these can be reversed early. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, don't think about going to the doctor just when you're sick. Like you can go to the doctor just to see where you're at and just get lab works done to kind of just look at what your body is currently at, like what states or status of health you're currently in. And be amenable to ch making lifestyle changes, changes. Right, to right. get healthier. And you can do that when you're, when you go and when you're younger, like you have that energy, you have a little bit more to work with. So Go to the doctor, you know, once a year, even if you're not sick. Ladies, go to the doc. Fellas, go to the doc. Prostate <laughs> health. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I think I would just tell them your mental health is just as important as your Thanks. physical health. Yeah. David? Cool. Thank you guys again. Okay.
Yeah, I know. <laughs> they all the health. I need they, all the health they, stuff. They mentioned prostate too, y'all. Prostate. It's, it's right in the corner. Yes, Mary men, y'all are stressed a lot. No, it's supposed to be forty-five now. But it's it's coming though. Oh, oh. He's got to say you're gonna get it at sixteen. I told him I need some roses, candles, some soft music, no, some wine. Like, you can't be I all of man. Black men get like benign prostate hyperplasia the most. It's most common in black men, so definitely benign prostate hyperplasia. 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 In a nutshell, what is that? It's basically when your prostate starts to grow mm-hmm. bigger. And that's when they had to put that glove on, right? That's if they're hey, checking, listen, for, they're checking yeah. for things like that. And we have all done it. Do you, all what? Done it. What? Y'all don't got prostates? No. They didn't. Oh. One finger. One finger. Don't go two. Just the one. Don't be the number two and then twist it. Do your job with one finger? You got to do two. Uh, you need two, really. shave before he comes in for that? or? Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. You know we had to go there. You know we had to go there. It's tough. Just make it a normal thing to go to the Absolutely. dog, you know, and if you do it, then your sons will do it that, you know, like we, we can be a healthy community. Like we don't have to have hypertension six times more common in the African-American. Like Absolutely. these Facts. things can be reversed. You don't yeah. test the prostate though. We don't no. Touch. We, yeah. We you, palpate it. You're not supposed to because that cause. How you going to tell them? Because oh. what, you know what it does when you do that? Oh it triggers your hormones. Triggers your hormones. Yeah, they don't talk about. So, ladies and gentlemen, right, shout out to so Black History Jeopardy in the building, teaching us to be proactive <laughs> instead of reactive, so we can thrive instead of just survive. Thank you, ladies, so much for being here. We look forward to uh, the challenge here today in Black Jeopardy. We, of course, have Drea here as our host and we're going to get into Black Jeopardy after this particular share break please let everybody know on your timeline and in the groups that you are a part of that we're about to go in on Black Jeopardy right here on the Mentor Podcast in 3, 2, 1 Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and it's time for Black Jeopardy. So we're going to have our host of Black Jeopardy, Drea, to take it away. Yeah, they, it's my time to speak now. Yay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we're going to work on putting my mic on a little sooner. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to put that in front of it. Okay. Um, so, Black Jeopardy. Rules are simple. Is everyone familiar with Jeopardy? Hardest part is, of course, you have to answer in the form of a question. Mm-hmm. Question start. Who, what, when, where? Um, we're sticklers for it, so we'll give y'all a freebie <laughs> on the first go around, then they get serious about it. Uh-oh. Okay. One they freebie. get serious okay. about One. it. One. They, um, they I'm emphasizing this. Two Tuesdays yeah. in a row, right? So, Tuesdays. Two Tuesdays in a row. It gets I need a picture here on the wall. Jeopardy champ. All right. Um, so, you start with the guests this out as far as picking the first category okay. <laughs> uh, this week is a little you know it's all black history you want black history one two three four or five right. <laughs> so um that's basically Good. what we're doing um i'm a stickler about the buzzer so i gave y'all a little, little pre pre-intro david do you hear me are you listening yep. in there all right yep. don't slap oh, hit your buzzer i haven't had a buzzer in like three weeks so i'm not the one that's been doing it <laughs> okay 
don't answer until the hopefully until you understand the question, um, or you feel like you know the answer. That's right. right. The champ get mother. Um, you two don't. <laughs> oh yeah, we actually okay. Um, so again, we will start with. All right. Um, can I get Black History on the third row for three hundred, please? Which one? Black History oh, three. Just Black History first one. Black History one. three. Third row. Black three. History three. Three. Black three. History three. Four. Three hundred. Three hundred. Black History three. Oh crap. All right. There's three of them. There's five. There's five. There's five Black Histories. What leading crusader against lynching founded oh. the first Black women's suffrage organization? Whoa, you guys came with it today, huh? Black History Month. Right. People gonna learn today. Right. We, we could have had some books to read. Right. We, we, we I think we were supposed to study no. for this yeah. beforehand. Hey, this is called Y'all Birthday, too. That's dope, though. It First is. leading suffrage. Wow. Uh, I don't know if I want to hit the mother. Don't if you don't know. Can, you Can we use Google? What leading <laughs> crusader against lynching mm -hmm. founded the first black women's hmm. suffrage organization? No, we don't. Who is Manny Lou? Incorrect. And you do get negative points in this game. I just needed to say something. Right, here we go. Who is Harriet Tubman? God damn. Harriet Tubman. This is why we need to teach our own. Oh, wait, say What leading crusader against lynching founded the first black women's suffrage organization? Oh, women. Yeah. I don't know women's history. Oh, mm. sure you know? Did you know before you saw this? Yeah, I did. I did you? Dope. I'm probably going to know once you say it. Go ahead. I think we all know once you so say it. The answer is Miss Ida B. Wells Barnett. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. I would just said Ida B. Wells. Ida B. Wells. That's dope, Ida. All righty. So the board is still yours, Mr. Linda. All right. Everybody said, ooh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Busy said he wanted everybody to be in the positive this week. All right, we go, China. Can we do Black History for 100 on the first row? Yeah, get some easier. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm it, I know. Whoever wins this row is going to win the game right here. Next one. What is the name cheap. of the first Black Greek fraternity for college students? Oh, I could hit my damn mother! Yeah. I'll give it to you. For males? <laughs> Wait, you asked you ask me for males? That's already what? wrong. No, 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 he be reading the question. No. No. You push the buzzer. Okay. Wait, let me go. No, he got to get negative points because he hit the buzzer. Oh, yeah. He was going to get negative points. No, I had it. I had it. I didn't. I didn't know you said. No. Do you have a currently? You have a currently? You said fraternity. But it says something different on here. She said Greek organization. I think she said fraternity. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Give him a negative. Oh, he got negative. He don't get negative. Shit. Alpha Phi Alpha? Technically, that's your fun gimme. Mm. Who is Alpha Phi Alpha? Damn. Mm. That part that's is the hard. Goddamn, yeah. Gimme. Got the gimme. Is it Alpha Phi Alpha Alpha Phi Alpha Incorporated? Yeah. Alpha Phi Alpha Alpha. 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 Alp
Okay, all right. They're all incorporated. <laughs> they are all incorporated. <laughs> Again. Take me, give me back, goddamn. Um, <laughs> all right, you care. Let me get my 100 oh, points back. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got the question right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, I want to do. Uh, she about to go way out to 500 right I show him <laughs> Black History 3 for 500 oh jeez <laughs> comments who who's the turn this who, who was the first African American to travel in space Ooh. wait Ooh. have we done this a million times do we get it right do you know the answer <laughs> 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 I think we had woman one time. It's a woman. It's a woman. Yeah, it was a teacher. It's the woman. Uh, <laughs> who is woman? Who is woman? <laughs> who is the woman in the orange jumpsuit <laughs> with the short hair? With the long, like the curly. It was short. a short curly. Yeah. <laughs> we we see we know her. We're talking yeah. about Mae Jameson. We would know her. Because we we're talking about Mae Jameson, but I don't think that's correct. Okay. So that's a negative, two more, uh, more negatives for Dre. More negatives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing it today. I can't see it, Kayla. Who is Weon Stewart Blueford? Oh, yeah. Today, the goal is to not be negative. I'm just telling you that right now. <laughs> Whoever is I got positive. Negative. What you mean? <laughs> right now, y'all the most Currently. Is it G-U-I-O-N. However you want to say that. Um, board is still yours. Oh, okay. Um, let's do Black History 5 for 500. Black History 5 for 500. She's throwing spaghetti up against the wall. Like, one of these things I remember from one of these movies. Right. Who became the first woman candidate for president. Mm, I remember. Who is Shirley Chisholm? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is correct. Oh, shit. Boy, you know. Uh, you got look at you being positive. Yeah, you know right. <laughs> you know. Who is uh, Laverne and Shirley? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go Black History for 200. Okay, first cool. got 500 points? First Black History for yes. 200. When, when you know your history, brother, you get you get rewarded for it. <laughs> right. Who invented the three-way traffic light? Uh, who was four? I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, take points. I didn't yeah. tell you. I'm playing. I know the answer. Who invented? I think we learned that too. We learned this. We learned this one. I did learn this. There was a song about it too, right? The traffic lights and. It ain't Marcus Garvey. Uh, <laughs> it's not, mute that. Bro. Mute, mute that. Mute that. Don't let that. Don't let that get out. Don't let that get out. All right. The answer is Garrett A. Morgan. Okay, Sounds G. Morgan. All right. Sounds great. Right. Black History Morgan. Two for one hundred, please. Yo, this is this is sad this is right here. I'm so right. I'm so sad. <laughs> Listen, we went to white schools. Right, right, yeah. Actors <laughs> who discovered America. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> who was the first African American chosen as Miss America? Oh, that's what's the name. Who, who is it? What's the name? Oh. What's the name? Who is Vanessa right. Williams? <sighs> Technically, Vanessa A. 
Man, I remember that. That was a big deal. That was a big deal in the 80s. Why you worried about me, brother? You got negative seven hundred. Don't worry about that. Black history two for two hundred, please. Y'all didn't know. Y'all should know. Okay, what to say? Don't be gun shy. Don't smack that thing. It'll mess you up. Don't be gun shy. Just go ahead. Who was the first African American Supreme Court justice? Yeah, we had this one. So. Supreme Court Justice. Who was Clarence Thomas? Take his points. You know what is Price? I don't know what Price is coming in my head. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Take her points. I wasn't sure if it was Supreme or not. But he was supposed to... Supreme Court? Yeah. I should have just went with my first uh, inclination. Uh, who was Luther Gossard? Who was Thurgood Marshall? Thurgood Marshall. You had it, didn't you? Yeah, I'm going to need you to use your voice. Right. You went right like twice. Y'all all got separate scores. Y'all ain't got... I was like, say it. Well, I didn't want to be wrong. I lose no points. Can't win. Can't win. Don't play. I shamed myself. Black History 3 for 200. Black History 3 for 200. Oh my God, I can't believe that. Shows that I had the choice between the two and I chose that. Oh, yeah. I thought it was third good, but I was like, you doing mm. Who became the first African American to win baseball's most valuable player award? Oh. Mm. Ooh. Cause you know they wasn't giving it to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ooh. I'm gonna go ahead and try it. Ooh. 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 Go ahead. She knew I was gonna do it. Go ahead. She like before he get it. Who's Okay, I could use that. Mm -hmm. I should have said it. I knew right. it too. Said I was going to say it just for the hell of it. Just, Jackie just ruin it. Just uh, Black points. History 4 for 200. Black History 4 for 200. 200. You're going to do all the 200s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Got a strategy here. Booker T. Washington okay, here was we go. the founder and president of what educational institution? <laughs> yes, Dre. And I'm like, just the five. Oh, somebody didn't get to the fives yet. Uh, me. Okay, Black History five for four hundred. Oh, honey. All right, thank you. 
<laughs> Not that I'm going to know the answer. Oh. <laughs> the big ones <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Where is, where is Meharry Medical College? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. good. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> it's Georgia. It's dead now. What is Georgia? <laughs> Oh, she, oh, yeah, she messed up. Okay, there we go. Incorrect. Oh, yeah, you know what? It's, it's, don't say it because it's about to no. no. Don't no. give it to me. You know what? I messed up because I got confused. I know the answer, though. You, you want not, the answer? No. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> They're enemies. They're not, y'all ain't thriving together today. No, no, no. Y'all ain't thriving today. Y'all got separate scores. Y'all got separate scores over here. We thrive together. Where is Tennessee? That's what you did. We told you. We whispered out loud. Tennessee. Black History Five for uh, one hundred, please. Damn, that was so funny. I'm back. I'm a, back to Oh, good. I'm. St- I'm not doing nothing else. I'm staying right there. <laughs> Y'all are so funny. That was hilarious. Oh yeah. Who was the first African American president? <clears throat> Couldn't get to <laughs> Dre. Who was Barack Obama? There we go. How many points is that for me? <laughs> one hundred. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Black History Four for five hundred. Black History 4 for 5 uh, mm-hmm. Alrighty. I don't think my thing worked no more. There we go. <laughs> They're getting jammed. There we go. Y'all wasn't beating the hell out of me. the world's first open heart surgery? Ooh. You guys. Okay, okay. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I know it's a black dude. What's, what's the yeah. test they had to take? I mean, Jesus, but Jesus. The, technically. He didn't technically perform the surgery. Who's yeah. the he you're talking about? Because they was doing it. He he no he came up with the procedure. Yeah. yeah. Hold yeah. on, the name's coming. Okay, yeah. I was about to say. You shall say what he did. Who was this he mystery man? It was in the movie. Yeah. Oh, it was <laughs> in the movie. movie. What movie was it in? Wait, can you look? <laughs> Damn. What is the five heartbeats? It was in the movie. Damn, that was a good movie too. No. Yeah, well, you keep on talking. Right. <laughs> Let me hear something. Keep on talking. Damn. I'm a. It's not him. Is that him? Who is Ruben Stutter? Are you looking? Really? No, no. She was. No. Who is Dr. Daniel Hale Williams? None of y'all got that. He actually did perform. Dr. Williams was the one that performed. He was the white guy. Yeah. No, he was the black guy. Oh. So, no, he didn't perform this. He he came up with the procedure, but he, he is Black Jeopardy voided. He wasn't allowed to. But maybe this is the first black guy who did it, but not the first person. No, he came. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. The could. first documented. Mm-hmm. Okay, ah. okay, 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 okay. Yeah, no, then that's not the name of his name. Yeah. You were in high school because he. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, it was oh. in your high school. 
Alrighty. <laughs> Ford is still yours, Dre. Oh, shit. I still got the board. Black History 3 for 400. Black History 3 for 400. Daniel, who? I need this. <laughs> who was responsible for starting Black History Week? What? Black History I'm Month. Oh. <coughs> now you know, you know the answer? I do. I just can't think of it. Who is Black Lives Matter? I know his last game. Say it. Say it's a white guy? No, it can't be this one. No, it's not about me. I'm saying, like, in general, not. <coughs> I mean, it could be a white dude, but somebody else, black, black Lives Matter ain't black people. Well, I'm sure a white person was used to make yeah. it a thing. Yeah. But there was. Because, yeah, and you know how black folks is. We start something, but it doesn't mean that it's necessarily national or statewide known. But Until this is who started it. The lights can do with glasses. <laughs> Oh, who could it be? <laughs> <laughs> I know the dice Come on, y'all can't hear him. <laughs> Clarence Brown. Go ahead, hit the buzzer. Carter G. Woodson. Oh, God damn it. You knew that? You knew that? Shit, yes. <laughs> Why did he say all right, Dre. Oh my God! You're still on mine. Did, did you know? Big, big ones out. Right. Yeah. As a kid, <laughs> I did. Three for one hundred. <laughs> I forgot it as an adult. Shit. I'm at the make my comeback slow. Slow. <laughs> one hundred at a time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> was the first black woman to own a TV studio. Ooh. Who is Oprah Winfrey? Oh, you uh, lucky. Oh, yeah, it is Winfrey. Winfrey. Yeah. All right, board is yours. Harpo. Um, can I get Black History 4 for 100? Black History 4? Okay. Everybody answering these. I'm going to get mine. <laughs> Everybody get these right here. Who sparked the Montgomery boycott of 1955 when she refused? Rosa Parks. Who is? Who is? Who is? Are you sure okay, she gets negative points? Take <laughs> her points. Negative points on the <laughs> Make sure you take the points. I'm going to win by his subtraction. All right, let's do Black History 4 for 400. Black four, History 4 for 400. This I can use just to put me in the positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just moving. It's stuck. <laughs> Like, dude, that's dope. Or a black it person. A black it could be. That's why I said person. I said, I said person. You knew that one? It was Gardner Bentley. <laughs> what was Booker T. Washington? Incorrect. Damn it. I'm, hey, man. You got the minus four. Thank you. Somebody trying to win by not doing nothing over here. Give me slip. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I lost 400 points. You are at. No, you win them, though, because you're I doing that. I am winning, yes. Benjamin Banneker. 
Benjamin Benneker. That sucks. Yeah. Uncle Ben. That's, that's, I'm just gonna read that's Uncle Ben. Ben. The race? No, that's not Uncle Ben. <laughs> you don't know that man like that. Uh, Okay, oh. schools are named after these people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's do Black History 4 for 300. Black History 4 for 300. Alright. Starting with a dollar fifty cash, what college did Mary McLeod Bethune found? Oh, wait, I got you! No. <laughs> What's broke university? <laughs> <laughs> what is Bethune Cookman? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, Black History 5 for 300. How many points fresh does get? Black History 5 for 300. Trick. Stop. I'm trying to ask a question too, man. I got to get him. I got to get him. Jackie Robinson was the first African American to play Major League Baseball for what team? Who, who are the Brooklyn Dodgers? Y'all was hitting the heart over there. Everybody's hitting her. She's about to break the table on y'all. She's scared. That's why the damn things don't work no more. Black History 2 for 400. Black History 2 for 400. I was waiting. He was. I sit next to him all the time. She'd be like, who was on the boat? What was the name of Marcus Garvey's shipping company? That was owned and operated entirely by blacks. Ooh, ooh. Shipping company, like. That's a good question. <laughs> right. Damn. Damn. That's dope, though. It is. I did not know this. Me neither. I know Marcus Garvey. I've read about the shipping company, though. Did he do the peanuts? <laughs> Who did the peanuts? Who created the um, peanut butter? What? The black dude created peanut butter. Uh, Who was that? Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Stedman? Don't <laughs> <laughs> even have that drink today. I don't know where is Stedman. That's a, that's a dope ass. We should. That's a dope ass question. Where is Stedman? The first side piece in black. No. Right. <laughs> oh. Sir. Oh, let's switch back to the other. What? Where's that? The slack. His shipping company, huh? Shipping company. Yeah, shipping company. Points. Oh, you have one. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. All right, no, we, no, we don't no, know. No, no, no. All right, Black Star Line. Black Star Line, and it was called Black Star. That's dope. Right, yeah. Black Star Line. Mm -hmm. That's two weeks. Ooh, that was Black History Two. The first Amazon. Four hundred. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. We know that. He says, "Marcus, get rid of the bad guy." All right. Uh, Black History Five for two hundred. Black History Five for two hundred. Fresh, we still on you? Hmm? <laughs> I need you to get a right answer. I mean, I'm trying. the name of African American of the African American woman who helped hundreds of slaves? I got it. Oh my goodness! Oh, just uh, who is Harriet Tubman? Ooh, I always get Harriet right. See, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it goes. If if it is recognizable, you better do, just go ahead. That's wrong. Okay. I, I clicked my buzzer. I didn't hear yours. Right. I didn't hear yours, man. man yeah, I, I don't got a buzzer. I got the, the, the little softness over here. <clears throat> Miami jamming sometimes. So uh, Black that. History 2 for 300, please. Black History 2 for 300. <laughs> <laughs> my points to my money. What amendment to the Constitution banned slavery? 
No, my brother didn't go. My brother didn't go. Yes, it did. Dre, you hit it. Kayla, we jumping in here. Okay, so the first one. No, you were not. No, you Okay, I. No, 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 my turn. Oh, I got two numbers in my head. What is? Say one of them. What is? Say something, Dre. Say something. What is the 18th Amendment? Oh! Is it right, though? No. Oh, Jesus! What is the 14th Amendment? Wait a minute. I Technically, oh, it was red. Oh, you were next? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear your buzzer. I got no buzzer. Well, how long was it? Uh, what is the 13th Amendment? Oh, there it is. Okay. Okay. Oh. Oh, y'all. Yeah. That's all I said. Never mind. Don't take my point. <laughs> What's the next question? What is the next question? <laughs> uh, black history two for five hundred. Eighteen. I thought it was that high. Two for five. Somewhere in double digits. It was a double digit. <laughs> <laughs> what case resulted in a U.S. Supreme Court ruling that no black free or slave could be a U.S. citizen? Oh. Say it again. Case of the whites. What case resulted in a Supreme Court ruling that no black free or slave could be a U.S. citizen? There's the U.S. government. (laughs) U.S. judicial system. (laughs) What is uh, tomorrow, today? For the education. Between you and Marcus Garvey over here, I'm in trouble (laughs) if anybody see this thing. Can I can I get my three hundred? What is night court? Okay. You get no more points than that, man. Don't be trying. What you got? No, I got eleven. Don't. Oh shit, Scott. No, because he said I want to catch up to him, and I looked, and we it was eight and three, and I was like, all right, if he get this one. He'll be a six. Wait, how but about minus a thousand? Eleven. No, I don't listen. He just, no. You add numbers. You add. You add. You they draw numbers of mine. Mm-hmm. No talking to the point person, please. Thank you. Oh. You know that's behind. Listening beard for uh, <laughs> black history. Five hundred, please. Black history for three hundred. Black history one for three. We almost there. Let's see. Oh, here we go. All right. What Harlem Theater is a showcase? Ah, uh, me playing no. Yeah. Harlem, oh shit! Oh, oh my god, you know, yeah. y'all gotta know. Like, uh, oh, yes, ahead. yes, I already what got it. Know? I already said it. What is Apollo? Huh? What is Apollo? What? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Go ahead then. Who are the Buffalo Soldiers? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Give me my money! Buffalo Soldiers! I'm coming back! Here we go! Black History 1. Here we go! Okay, everybody. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Damn, <laughs> thing jams. Hold on. Sure. Oops. 
sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My thing was jammed. Okay, there we go. Which of the following African Americans was once ranked as the number one tennis player in the world? Ooh. In the list. Which of the following? Is there a list? There's no list. There's no list. There's no which list. of the following African Americans? Which of the following? Which oh, of the following? sorry. Which African American was once ranked as the number one tennis player in the world? But it says which of the following, though. <laughs> no, we're talking about the first. Uh, we know this one. She, uh, she had short hair, two glasses. Um, she has she? The, oh, put it this way. Which of the following, I mean, which African American was once, was once ranked as the number one? Who was Serena Williams? Incorrect. Damn it. Uh-oh. Who was Venus Williams? Who was Venus Williams? <laughs> Incorrect. Damn, that's our sister. <sighs> y'all didn't hit. Y'all didn't hit the thing so the hard. With the big glasses, the right score here, ain't even. The short hair, with the skirt on. What is this for? Hold on, I'm gonna give y'all one more more shot because it was praised horribly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everybody's back in. Okay, back in. Wait, is there a year for it? No. So this Give me, uh, no? No. no. Just get a second chance to get participate. Different question. Um. So, <laughs> who was the first African American to be ranked as the number one tennis player in the world? Who was Tiger Woods? <laughs> that was gonna be my next who guess. Is, who was right? Arthur Ashe? Who was Arthur Ashe? Did you look that up? Yeah. No, no. I, I, he said, yeah. He said, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't look it up, but I was either, I, I, I thought Arthur Ashe, but then I was like, or Serena. Or not Serena. So Grace, you read the question, right? Huh? Grace, you read the question. Well, yeah. Uh, see, I should get my points back. What does that do for you? Nothing, but it takes me out of my negative 500. <laughs> not really. Negative <laughs> 100. 100. Oh. Well, I didn't beat, I didn't beat the girl. Somebody wins because they answered two questions. <laughs> I wouldn't beat the girl. I wouldn't have last place. Jeez. Scott, 700. Hey. Fresh, 800. Right. Dre, negative 500. Hey. Yakira, right. negative 200. See, okay. I've, been, right. I've been winning, see? All right. Ayla, I've been winning again. 200. And Celinda, negative 100. We'd have been tied. All right. See that? That's cool. Yeah. I gave my crown up today. Sorry. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we all know. <laughs> come back around to who knows the most about Black history in the room. You know, at least of the contestants. Uh, and uh, I just want to say, you know, I I, I thank my mom. I, I thank Mr. Willis. Your elementary school education. Uh, Miss Ali, my first grade teacher. Yes, I really appreciate y'all. Uh, YouTube uh, and Grassroots Bookstore. Uh, it's right. been an amazing ride. And uh, we, we're going to do it again next week. Uh, it's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And uh, uh, appreciate all the practice. Sir. Perfect practice makes just about damn near perfect. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, right here from the Mentor Podcast, we want to thank so much the thriving goddesses for being in the building. Yakira. Congratulations, guys. That's Ayla. so dope. And Celinda, uh, thank Happy you guys birthday, so very Mom. much. We want to make sure that once more we can remind everybody else where to find you, if you could, please. At Thriving Goddesses on Instagram. Excellent, excellent. You guys make sure that you follow at Thriving Goddesses on Instagram. Uh, does anybody have uh their own business at all 
we're working on we're working on a business together. Working on a business together. Okay. Do you have any healthy places for us to go and to get some stuff from? Got any? He's looking for black owned business. Black owned business segment. Please, please look for our natural products that we'll be putting out. Okay. Excellent. Um. Yeah. Is there one black owned business between the three of you that you guys would like to shout out so we can put their information in the comment section? Something that you use this week, that you use often, anything. Mm. We're going straight to Fresh's lip ointment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to know where Fresh's uh, beard, beard oil is. Yeah. 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 I don't know that. Mr. Bliss <laughs> over here. Is, is that a black? Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. Uh, if you guys look up hashtag circulate the bag, that is my hashtag where I post all of the things that I... Are your lips on there right now? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, um, right. You so, need some right now, though. The old, the old school 1980s uh, uh, cocoa butter uh, chapstick. You can get it at the beauty supply that is on, um, well, well, we'll call it Upscale Beauty Supply for now because it's right next to Upscale Beauty Salon and Fadeaway Barbershop, which is in hmm. Scottsdale, right off of the 202 and Rural Road. So, um, and it's the only beauty supply in that area. So please make sure to go there. They got lots of stuff for not only men, but women. And the most important thing about going to a black owned beauty supply is that you have to understand that there is another group that has a corner on the entire market. And as long as you support your local black owned beauty supply, they can kind of stand up to the competition and not necessarily be priced out. By priced out, I mean, let's say they begin to become competition for the big guy in the beauty supply market. Um, the big guys in the beauty supply market can then band together with the rest of their families and begin to buy up everything so the black-owned beauty supply cannot have anything for you to buy. Mm. So that's why it's very important that you buy up everything that you can from the black owned beauty supply so they can re-up as fast as possible before somebody else can practice financial warfare against them. So, Which is illegal because that's monopolizing. But. I mean, but it's ain't no money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you guys so very much for being here. Please uh, make sure to visit the beauty supply off of uh, 202 and Rural. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for being in the comment section and joining us with the Thriving Goddesses here today. Uh, we'll be back next week, 7 p.m. <laughs> yeah, on the dot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right here on the Mentor Podcast uh, on Facebook. On behalf of the Thriving Goddesses, my main man, <laughs> Say Something, Dre, MC Landmine, and D. Scott Music, I am Freshmaker. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Y'all sound like a singing group. Thank you, thank you.